Welcome back, friends. Hello. We are on episode eight. Finale. All done. Finale. Last episode of the season. You guys are going to be the ones that are going to make us either return or that's it. I mean, I've been having fun. I have too, definitely. So we're going to talk about Hannah. Who she was. But uh, this is Trisha. I'm Evangelist Laurie Ann. And we're we're kicking kicking it it with Jesus. Jesus. And losing earrings at the same time. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Hannah. Yes. Hannah is, I wasn't sure about talking about her or not, but she hits home for me. Because... Mm. So who's Hannah? Hannah is in the Old Testament. She's mm-hmm. in 1 Samuel. She is wanting a child. Mm-hmm. What was her husband's name? Elkanah. Yeah, I was going to remember how to say that. <laughs> so what she said... Marries two women, right? So Hannah and then his other that wife. That was his first mistake. Just saying. Seriously. I mean, anytime nope, you want ahead. to marry Hello. two women, that's your that's your fault. And I'm not going to be able to pronounce this one. These women's na- these people's names in the Bible drive me crazy because I don't know how to pronounce them. But his other wife. Pania. Pania. Mm-hmm. She had children. She did. Hannah didn't. But he loved Hannah more than anything so every year he would go and do his thing with the the uh i was i want to say pharisees but when he would go and he'd pray mm-hmm. and he would give the offerings enough for pania and her sons but he would double hannah's so number one pania is already jealous she already knows like i'm giving this guy kids and homegirl isn't, how come he loves her more than he loves me? So, and of course, back then, you couldn't say that to your husband, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna say something to your husband. So what does she do? She purposely torments Hannah. Mm. Purposely torments Hannah every single year. Probably like, oh, you still aren't pregnant? Oh, you she still can't rotten. have a, you, horrible, she right? So here's Hannah. Eli, they were all eating and drinking or whatever, and mm. there's Hannah praying with everything she has within her for a child. And Eli looks at Hannah praying. Now she's not speaking, her mouth is moving, but it's not loud. So he can't hear her. So he just thinks that she's drunk and he says something to her. And she's like, no, my, I'm not, I'm not drunk. I'm praying to my Lord for a baby, blah, blah, blah. It hits home for me because I was in that same boat, right? So I, for so long, didn't think that I was going to get pregnant. I, month after month mm. after month after month, it was negative, negative, negative. And what was it? Why, why God? Why me? I'm young, whatever. For almost a year, 11 months, 11 months. And I know that there's many women out there that have been trying longer and longer and longer, but I'm sorry, but 11 months is a long time too. 
and every single month knowing that you aren't and feeling like it's you and you're the reason why and you can't do what you're meant to do. Mm. You know what I mean? For Hannah, that's all she lived for is to provide sons for her husband and she couldn't do that. Right. And then you have the other woman who's who's tormenting you. (laughs) And she just cried out and I... I just keep, I keep feeling this in my heart. So obviously I keep feeling this in my heart over and over. This is the third time this thought popped in my head. There was a time where I laid on the floor Mm. and cried out to God. Mm. And I can see Hannah doing the same thing and crying out to God. And I said, If you don't want him in my life, Jesus, you need to take him out because I will never leave. I will never feel worthy enough. Mm. I'll always stay. I'm never going to go anywhere. So if he's not what you have for me, then you need to remove him. Come on. And like Hannah, she cried out to God powerfully cried out to God and he blessed her with a baby I cried out to God like I've never cried out before and not 12 hours later did that person break up with me Hmm. so yes I relate to Hannah in a sense of not being able to get pregnant for a little while And there's people probably listening that maybe you've been trying for years. Right. But I relate to Hannah in a sense where she cried out to Jesus, cried out to God. And he answered her. And how worthy she must have felt Mm. when she seen that she was pregnant, when she knew that she was pregnant. Not like they had birth uh, pregnancy tests back then. Right. how worthy she felt that he answered her prayer that finally this baby that I've longed for how worthy I felt when he answered that prayer even though in the midst of it I didn't understand because that and a little bit of me was like well why God really why can't it be that person that you have for me you know right you know that whole story for for me it it there's so many nuggets in it. I can relate to both women, Pania, because here she is being the woman that gives him sons, sons mm-hmm. to carry the name and the inheritance and all she's doing what she's supposed to. And I, I can't imagine how she must have felt I'm doing all this. Why doesn't my husband love me? Right. And then here you have Hannah. And I'm sure she loved him, you know, but her longing was for a child. And so, you know, she's standing in front of this tabernacle where God 
lives. Right. And I mean, if you if you stop and you think about it for a second, here's this woman, and you would think the same thing. Like she's standing in front of this tabernacle and she is going to town with her prayer. I right. mean, her lips are moving a mile a minute, like and there's no words coming out. Her lips are just moving. Right, right. And I believe it was an intimate, and I, I believe God purposely did that because it was an intimacy between her and God. Her heart being connected with God, right? Right. And she summed up her prayer with this. And I'm just going to paraphrase it my way. If you give me a son, I will give him to you for all his life. Mm. Right. And God's stamp of approval happened that night. And I believe that God put in her heart, I'm going to give you a son. Right. I believe her faith rose up in her and God, you know, and one of the greatest prophets of all time, she gave birth to. And then she gave him to God right, for the rest said. of his life. Yeah. But the Bible says that she had sons and daughters after, after that. After, yeah, yeah. Like, he blessed her abundantly for being who she was, a woman of integrity mm, and character. Right. You know? You know, I when I read that story, what I, what I heard was when... You pour your heart out to others. When you pour your heart out to others, you may look and seem crazy, but God honors that. He really does. He really does on so many levels, Trisha. On so many levels. I can remember the first time I said something. All right, so probably wasn't the best time to do it, but <laughs> the lady was taking blood out of my arm for my doctor and I don't even remember how I started it but I remember talking to her about Jesus I think there was a movie on or something I think it was the passion of the Christ mm. was in movie theaters and I asked her if she had seen it whatever whatever I probably shouldn't have done it with the lady taking blood out of my head <laughs> because immediately she started crying Oh, wow. And, you know, and I can remember just being so torn. Mm. Like I could hear the Holy Spirit saying, say something to her. And I'm like. Right. You know. Right. You don't want to look crazy. You don't want to be that crazy Christian. Right. That Bible thumper. But I did. And I'll never forget it. She cried her eyes out. Wow. And I think. There are so many people that so desperately want to know what you know, want to feel what you feel, right? want their prayers to be answered too, you know, and we have an answer. Sometimes they just don't know how. They don't know how and it's like, well, obviously I'm not doing it right because I don't feel it or... Right. I'm, I'm too broken for Jesus to fi fix me, but 
it's that mindset that stops it because you're still setting your mind on on yourself. Right. It's not anything you can do. Mm-hmm. It's not any. It, it's it's nothing. It's Jesus. Absolutely. It's saying, okay, Jesus, I'm a mess. Isn't that the truth, though? I mean, so many of us, if we was to be honest, that is the story of our life. And here he is, this prince riding in on a white horse, literally, because the Bible says he has one. Right. And he rescues us from our worst enemy, Mm. ourselves. Right. You know? Right. And he's so good like that. Don't you just love him? I think it's a journey too. Like, I've been safe for a little while now, but I've never felt what I felt until now. You know what I mean? You know what I, I mean? Do. Like, I just feel Jesus differently now. And I don't know why. I can't pinpoint what it was or when it happened or what it was that he took away or helped heal. I don't I don't I don't know, but I just know that this thing inside of me is calmer. Mm. Can see clearer. Is more patient with myself. With within within myself knowing that I'm not perfect and I can admit that, but Jesus is holding my hand. You know what I mean? So what do you think is the difference between your walk with God now compared to five years ago? What are you doing different now than you didn't do five years ago? I'm not afraid of what, if people say, oh, you are too much into Jesus. Honestly, that's really what it is. It's that I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid of somebody thinking I'm crazy. They can think I'm crazy. It's okay. Like, because before it was, I will believe in God and I'm walking with Jesus and I'm saved, but I'm saved inside. Right. And that's it. Now it's, I want to tell you about what I went through and how whole I feel now you know what I mean I do like I was broken when I first got saved and for a long time I was broken but I was broken because I didn't speak out how I felt I didn't speak out on my wounds I didn't seek Jesus for my recovery right you know right where I've always been somebody that has been like Well, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a drug addict. I'm not any of these things that need to hit rock bottom in order to find Jesus. None of those things are my story. So what can be my story? Right. And myself is my story. Is that I've always been in myself. Keep it to myself. I can deal with my wounds myself. I can get through this anxiety myself i don't need him to help me he has bigger problems but now it's like no no i can't right i can't do this anxiety alone i can't do this forgiveness alone Mm -hmm. i can't 
open up things, the loneliness of my past, of my childhood, by myself. Right. That's the difference, you know? I do. So let me ask you a question. So now that you're saved and, you know, you have this assurance that comes from Christ that, you know, you're, you're his. Mm. How do you keep that connection? How do you keep that oneness in the midst of your crazy D's with a three-year-old and a baby? Mm. How do you, and then keeping a house and taking care of dogs and a husband and dinner and podcasts. Mm. How do you keep your oneness with Jesus and that connection with your savior? I talk to him a lot. Yeah. I don't have time every day and I, and I try to read the Bible as much as I can. I'm reading a book right now, uh, praying the names of Jesus and it's quick. It's like I, it's quick and I'm, and I'm writing prayers out, but I talk to him. I talk all day long, but I talk to him and Jesus is teaching me to take a deep breath, mm. take a deep breath and start again. And that's been my like motto the past couple months is let's do, let's, let's re let's reset here. And that's, you know, my almost three-year-old, can we not jump the gun yet? <laughs> Almost three-year-old. <laughs> Listen, she acts like she's five. Let's she talk about like it. She she's 25. She keeps telling me she's Let's... buying a car and a house soon. I'm like, where are you getting the money, kid? Mommy, buy. Mommy, buy. Oh, okay. She is me. And she is going to be a great leader someday. Mm. And I keep telling her that. You're going to be a great leader someday. We just have to, like... We gotta work around those kinks you got, cause you're very bossy. <laughs> Wonder where she gets that from. <laughs> and I get so frustrated with her, and I have to remember that she is what I prayed for, like Hannah. Amen. She is what I prayed for. So Jesus has been telling me to reset. So like when I feel frustrated, I can feel you know it. The difference is, is that I am starting to understand now. I've been safe for a while now. And even walking with Jesus this almost three years now, like really walking with Jesus, it's not until recently, like this past six months or so, that I feel the Holy Spirit more. And I can hear him say, you're getting too frustrated. Let's reset. Mm. And I listen. And I might have just yelled at my daughter and I'll say, I'm sorry, you don't deserve that. Right. And I'm trying to learn how to be a mom. So let's reset. And we jump around the room and yell and scream. That's cute. And get it out. Amen. Because anger just, if you don't get it out, you got to get it out. You gotta get the frustration and the anger and any emotion, you gotta get it out. You gotta speak it out, you gotta yell it out, you gotta run around, you gotta get that ang that energy out of your body. Mm -hmm. so, and it helps every single time. 
but it's knowing when to admit I'm wrong and listening to the Holy Spirit, you know? Yeah. Listening and, and not turning away and saying, no, she's two and a half, she needs to listen. No, she's a human that God gave me Come and on. God created and she's worthy of respect just as I am. Amen. So you need to figure out how to be the adult and talk to a two-year-old. Come on. She doesn't have, she doesn't know you anything. Three. Almost. <laughs> Three. Okay. So I... Three years ago, in, I was still pregnant. I was still pregnant <laughs> three years ago. So yeah, I, I don't, that's the difference is that I'm, and it doesn't come overnight. You bet, I know you can say the same thing. It doesn't come overnight. Absolutely not, to I don't. understand what it means to listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know what I mean? I do. Because that's a, that's hard. That's hard to not think it's just you in your head. I think it's because we get in our own head. Right. I definitely. If we just and reset, we'll know. You know, anything I can I can remember saying this to one of my parents at the daycare. The question was, how do you know when the Holy Spirit is telling you to do something and not the enemy mm. because the enemy would never tell you something that would encourage someone else right bless someone else help you absolutely that would always be the holy spirit of god right and so <clears throat> you know you know going back to hannah i really feel in my heart that Hannah, for a lot of women, her story would encourage them. Because, you know, there's so many women like you, 11 months, like, God, what? Right. Why not me? Why not now? What? Right, right. Never knowing why it took Jesus 11 months to bless you. Right. You know, and you'll probably never know this side of heaven why it took eleven months. Oh, I know. Oh. Okay. Just I'm just saying, Jesus told me. But that's not for everybody. That's not everybody. You may not know why God's right. gonna do something for you. But in my specific situation. You know, sometimes I know. God has to stretch mm. and mold and fashion us to be parents absolutely i mean it's my fault because you got to be careful with what you ask for when you're praying you need to know what you're asking <laughs> come on Say it again for the people in the back that didn't quite hear you. For real, because in two, th I'm trying to think of the years. So I got pregnant in 2019, right? Because I had her in 2020. So the beginning of 2019, every January, the past three years, I've been praying and fasting. And 
in 2019, in the middle of something somewhere, after, actually, after I got pregnant, I was going through my Bible and I was, it fell out, the prayer card. I was like, oh, oh. My first prayer on there was to tear apart and break down my marriage and rebuild it. Hey. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> because, I mean, those are raw words. <laughs> Let's just talk about that for a minute. Like, that what would ever possess you to say, tear down, break it apart, just so you could build it I'm back a little up. more careful in my prayers. <laughs> Come on. Especially for fasting. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to think about what I say I'm before like, I write whoa. it down. And I'm going to tell you... June of 2019, he did. That was January 2019. I prayed that. That was for prayer and fasting. June of 2019, he did. And I didn't understand it. And I was like, what? That's not what I meant by tear down and rebuild it. Not what I meant. Mm. But I asked for it. He gave me what he knew I needed. Mm. In July of 2019, I found out I was pregnant. So, ta-da! Not what I was asking, but, so I know why, and it's, you know, for me it was because, you know, things had to happen in my relationship before something happened on both ends. So, you won't always know why, and you may, t it may take years to find out. I do believe that sometimes God will tell you, but sometimes right. you won't. You won't know until you get to heaven. But be careful what you ask for because. And that's the truth. Because, you know, I have a daughter now who is just like me. That's the one that I prayed for. I think, too, you know, you going back earlier, you said you and her, like, mm. it's because you are alike. Because me and my mother are the same way. Like, I am that one. I mean, not now, but before I was saved, I could twist my mother up in a minute. Mm -hmm. I could, and I knew how to do it. I would twist that woman up yeah. and drive her insane. Did I enjoy doing it? No, no, not at all. But I was so, I was so angry within I tried to just hurt everybody that was yeah. around me because I just, I, I didn't know how to pocket the pain. Right. Do you know what right. I mean? I do. And so, you know, I, and that poor woman, you know, mm -hmm. I, I definitely. So sorry, mom. <laughs> is what you meant sorry, to say. Sorry, mom. <laughs> no, she's, she's forgiven oh, me. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's hard to even you know, it's been years. Sometimes you feel bad for the things that you did, you know, mm. even though you've been forgiven. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to forgive yourself. Right. You know, we go through that wave. It's funny because I just listened to somebody and they said, God was in the chosen. God forgave you for that, but you're the one holding on to it. God was talking to Mary Magdalene. Mm. 
and not really. I'm that gonna... hit me home because it's like, yeah, I know God did forgive me for that. So why am I holding on to it? I don't know. How do you let go? <laughs> Some days are better than others. And I really feel like for those days where you're not feeling so godly, mm. the enemy sends his demons and they go plop, yep. you know, and just throw something in your head and you're like, oh, yeah, remember when you did that, idiot. Mm. Like, you know, right. and in that scene, because I watched it today, in that scene, when she's confronted and she, they say to her, you live in the shame and the guilt of your life. Jesus forgave you. Mm -hmm. Why are you holding on to it? Right. Like, who are you? Right. Right? And I just, I, I stopped for a second and thought, what if hypothetically, Okay, she wasn't in a bar, drunk. But maybe she was drunk in a man's bed and she had no clue. Right. Who the guy was. Right. You know what I mean? Right. How can you not? You know, I just, I so often think that is us. Yeah. And without the love and the forgiveness of a savior that did it all for us. And I don't say that just to say it like, la la la. Right, right. Like, yo, there was a man, his name was Jesus. He truly went through this brutality, brutality for me. Right. Because he saw my face and he loved me. Even though he knew it would take me 28 years to finally say, hey. He waited. And for some, they never come to him. But he died for them anyway. Right. Who does that? The Bible in the beginning, it says, you know, we, we created, who's we? Jesus has always been, always. right? He's always been. So I think about it, you know, God spoke light into existence. He's been there. He was there. Jesus was there when that happened. Mm. He was not in our time zone. He's in out of our time. He's, I can't even, my mind can't even imagine what heaven is, you know? And that's where he was. And he chose. Jesus. He chose mm. to come here. I have to believe that he knew how painful it was going to be. Yes. When he came here in human flesh. Come on. And he chose to do that. He was here for, what, 33 years? Mm. He chose to feel love on earth. He chose to feel friendship. Mm. He chose to have a mom and a dad, an earthly mom and dad. He chose to get spit on. He chose to ruffle feathers. 
he chose to get beaten and hung on a cross, nails in your hand, in your feet. He chose all of that. Come on. And he begged his father. He begged God if there was another way. Come on. The anxiety and the fear that he felt. Now, he was a, an almighty God. He didn't have to do that. He sure didn't. He did it so that <clears throat> we can be there with him. It's just so beautiful. Like, And I know some people are like, oh, well, you know, Jesus wasn't God. But, and you can believe what you want. I, For me... In my my heart and my my life, I believe Jesus Christ is who he says he was. I believe he was in the beginning. I believe he's at the end. And I believe that he does win the fight. I believe that he came here and he rose again. And I believe every single word in this Bible. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, and that's okay. And he died for you to believe that. He died, he came here and died so that you can believe anything that you want. And that's the truth. That is the truth. He is God. Mm. And, you know, people can say, what? I don't believe that. Okay, well, that's your entitlement. Right. You you don't have to. But there but was the a Bible guy. said There that, was a guy that came here, and that's history. For the people that are like, oh, well, it's, you know, this is just a book of words of a man-made. Right. That's what a lot of people will say. But there was a guy in history 2,000 years ago that came here that was born from a woman. Believe it or not, if it was a virgin, that's up to you. But there was born and he grew up and he sat at 12 years old in the church with all the, Phar- with all the Pharisees and the bigwigs preaching like they've never heard before. He was a person. Right. He felt... And regardless if you believe if he was God or not, he died. Right. He died. And his tomb is empty. You can believe somebody took his body, but where's his body? Where's his bones? Right. They ha- would have been found by now, 2,000 years later. There was a guy. His name was Jesus. Say it. He lived, breathed, walked this earth. And he was the most kindest, gentlest humble person to ever live and he died a brutal death for you for me and you know sometimes i think it's like people feel ashamed (laughs) to think somebody would do that but he did he did it for you he did it for me and he rose again three days later and he wants you to be a part of his life yes but he won't he's a god that he will not will not force you to do it will not and that's that's what's so beautiful about it that's the truth you know his love for us is beyond anything else and so I really feel like you know for those that may be living in guilt and Mm -hmm. shame like possibly Mary Magdalene Mm -hmm. or you know you've heard your whole life and now you want to give your heart to Jesus or maybe you're a backslider. Right. You used to walk with Jesus and you don't anymore. Yeah. You know, it's words away. You know, like you said, you're talking all day long. Right. You know, there's moments of, of my day 
where out loud I'm talking to Jesus. And I know people looking at me like, what in the world is the matter with this lady? But you don't know if I got an earpiece in. You know what I mean? You don't know. But so, so I would encourage each person, you know, if you're listening and God is tugging on your heart, open it to him. Yeah. You know, if he's knocking at the heart of, the the door of your heart open the door because the bible says that today's the day of salvation if you hear him let him in mm. because you don't know what the next hour brings you don't know if you'll have a heart attack you don't know no our lives are not promised we're all running on sacred time right you know you don't it. know right and the older you get the more you you think of death. Right. I've never thought of death as much as I do now. Mm. And I'm going to be 52 next month. So, you know, I think about my kids. I think about my grandkids. I think about, okay, I got to get this in order. I got to make sure that, you know, I'm not afraid to die. Right. I I actually can't wait, right. which kind of sounds morbid, but but when you're saved and you walk and you really have a relationship with Jesus, yes. you know that this life is not what's right. That's not it. It's not all. It's not. It's not even the best part of it. You know? I think for me, I just really can't wait to meet him. I want to see him face to face. I can't wait to see him. You know this 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 Jesus that I've served and loved for years. Right cannot wait to meet him you know because he's real i mean you know what heaven I... and jesus are more real than you and me sitting here to me right you know right you know what i can't wait for when i get to heaven someday not anytime soon jesus is to hug him come on because and I've said this in podcasts and past that I just grew up not having that, that love. And he has made me feel that love recently. Yeah. And it's like, it's like one of those air hugs, but I feel it. Yeah. And that's something that I can't wait to feel him hug me, yeah. you know? There's anybody that knows me well knows I love to worship. So I will go in my room for hours and just sing. And, you know, and there's a song that says, I want to sit at your feet, mm. drink from the cup in your hand, lay down against you and feel your heartbeat. And I can't tell you, and that's an old song, but I can't tell you how many times I've cried listening to that song because that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, so. Well, with that being said... That was Hannah. Mm -hmm. That was episode eight. We've had so much fun doing something. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we're just table talking. Right. <laughs> I say that all the time. We're just table talking. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Comment something. Would you like to hear a season two? I mean, mm. I've been enjoying just hanging out and talking here. So we'll see. This is episode eight last episode hopefully you guys liked it amen i hope so you know i definitely uh i enjoyed this run 
you know, I did. I enjoyed this one, and we'll see what comes next. Yeah, with that. So, Evangelist Lorianne and Trisha, and we're kicking kicking it it with with Jesus. Jesus. God bless you guys.